0: Expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Miss Nisi with Real Talk Ministry. And as always, I want to thank you for listening to my Real Talk Ministry podcast. It has been a blessing to have you listen to me as well as a blessing to have the Lord use me to share whatever he laid on my heart to share with you. I first want to start off by saying that this would be the second portion of the Real Talk Ministry little mini-series that I was doing for the Seven Types of Praise. Uh, It started with the second podcast in October, so I'll be finishing up that with this podcast. I also want to do a special announcement from January until December. We have been doing Real Talk Ministry 2021 events. I include January because that's when it started, me putting things together. And February was the first month where I actually rolled out an event. So we are going to finish our December 2021 events in church. So if you are in the Dallas area, please stop by our service. I say our because it's just not me. It's me and a bunch of beautiful people who has been helping me, who has been willing to participate in this event, and also Jesus Christ, who has laid it on my heart to do this. This event is called the Real Talk Ministry December 2021 events. It's going to be at the Fountain of the Living Word Church, not the big church in the front, but they have a little church in the back, and the address is 2543. East Ledbetter Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. And it's going to be Friday. It's going to be on Friday, December the 17th at 8 p.m. There will be no offering raised. This is not about money. This is just to finish out the events that I've been doing all year. Our special guest speakers is Minister Shaniqua Johnson. She was the first person to speak for February. So she will be speaking on in the beginning. And Deacon Desmond Fain was or is the last person to finish it out for us. Uh, He's going to be speaking on the end. And then I have Brother Jeremiah Cluis, who is going to be over the praise team. And he is going to be over our music department. My girls has been very, very helpful in the background since these events have started. And I am thankful to God for helping me even put these events together. So if you're in the Dallas area on that night, please stop by and join in in service with us. We uh, Masks are required. I'm not saying anyone needs to be vaccinated or anything, but masks are required. So let's get into the seven types of praise. If you heard the second podcast in October, you heard a mistake. I made a mistake in one of the songs that I was even attempting to sing horribly, There it, that is, <laughs> but... On the song I was singing, I was saying the song was Barak, but it's actually Shabak, and it's from the Walt Whitman Soul Children of Chicago. They sang that song. I want to make that correction because I used to love listening to that song, and when I start to research it and the podcast had already went out on that song, I was like, oh, of what I said the song was. I was like, I can't go back and change the whole thing, but I will make the correction. So. Hit That is the correction and the topic along with this seven types of praise that I have been researching because I hear it a lot. And that is when the praises go up, blessings come down. I want to put in a disclaimer to say I don't go looking for things to nitpick. Okay, I don't go to say, hmm, I wonder if that's right or not. Sometimes something in my brain just go, does that sound right to you? And then I'll be like, let me look that up. And I don't think it's just something. I think that's God imparting in things in me to say, you know, go study that. Go learn if that's really true. Go learn if that's really of me. And I have to say within The time frame of the last series of this podcast in October till now, I did not see how that is to be true. When praises go up, blessings come down. I believe in the first part one, I said that I don't know if that's true or not. Because when you hear something so often, it becomes branded in you that this is how it works. But when you actually study, you begin to see that, no, it necessarily doesn't work that way. So, in studying praise, I believe the church world has it backwards. I think we think, I think we know that we have to worship in spirit and truth, and how we're supposed to worship. And when we worship Christ, we're reverencing Him. We're allowing Him to impart in us. Um, we're giving Him thanks for who He is. I believe, and um, I'm not the overall, I don't have the last word or anything, I'm learning and I could be taught. But I believe when we worship Christ and we have to worship Him in spirit and truth so we can be pure enough for Him to impart in us. But with our praise, I think it just gives us free for all to just give Him thanks. You know, we're not asking anything in prayer. Um, We're not necessarily receiving something to say, uh, impart in us necessarily as we do in worship. We're just thanking him. But the confusion where I feel things are backwards is that we're not thanking him just so we can get something. We're just thanking him because that's just what we're doing. And then when you say when the blessings go up, when the praises go up, blessings come down. You're really saying that when I praise God, he's going to give me something. And that's not how it works. When you say this praise is going to make you Debt free. This praise is going to pay your bills. This praise is going to bless your neighbor. This praise is going to bless your children. That's unfortunately not the truth. That's not how praise works. We give praise to God to thank Him not to receive of him. We can boast of the things he has done for us. We can say that we love what he is doing. We can pray and ask God to do things for us. But when we're praising, it's not an exchange or for you to, for me to say, if I do this, I'm going to get something. That's actually uh. A form of manipulation in some sense. Because it's like you're saying, I'm going to praise God so I can be free of the things that I don't want in my life anymore. Or so I can be delivered. Excuse me. Or so I can be set free. And no, praising God is not meant for those things. I'm never one to put God in a box. I'm not trying to put praise in a box. I believe no matter how you come to Christ, he can do whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to. However he wants to. But I do believe biblically to say if I praise God, I'm not going to have to worry about paying bills and making debts and 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 he's going to be a provider for me. No. That's not really what praise Is intended for. Um, I want to read Matthew six thirty one and thirty four. I always read from the King James version, and if you hear any of my podcasts where I do my uh, Bible study, you will know why. (laughs) Some of the uh, some of the translations are not really good translations, and I like to start from the beginning and then just build on that. So. I would like to say the reason why I start sticking with the original is because one time I read one that was not an original Bible translation from the King James Version and where it should have been men and he, they had women and she referring to God and I was like this typo should have never been and it still hasn't been corrected so I just like sticking to the original but Matthew six thirty one and 34 is the King James version says therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed for all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So when we say we have to praise God in order to get his attention, in order to receive blessings that he has for us, this is one of the many scriptures that proves that's not true, that's not so. And giving God praise is not, again, just to receive something from him. And I think that's where um, the disconnect and the untruth of giving God praise comes from. Uh, And I do want to be clear that I believe in giving God praise. I love giving God praise. I'm learning to unlearn a lot of things that I have grew up and was taught in the church to do. So it's not me just telling you to be deep and to say, this is why you should be doing this. I have to learn how to do it too. And when something has been taught to you and branded in your head and your soul and your mind, it's hard to release that and learn something different. But I do love giving God praise. Um, I just don't believe in the gimmicks that sometimes come across for why we should give God praise. I am very careful about how church use gimmicks or say things to arouse the spirit of that person to make them feel like this is how it's supposed to be to get what you need, and then saints go to church wondering why has it not came yet because you're not really doing what you need to do in order to get what it is that you want. So I love praise. I love see. I love seeing the people of God or just people giving. God praise. I just don't believe in the gimmicks of why we should praise him. And um, I don't, and I'm not trying to put praise in a box. I'm never trying to say that this is the way you should praise him. So do it this way, go step by step. You have to go in this order. I believe there is a connection with me and why I praise God. But I am also learning that in my connection, it's not always a gimme, gimme, gimme. It's, we, I will say, I, and the way I've been trained for what praise is supposed to do and what praise is for my life, and reconnecting my spiritual praise with Christ, I guess you could say it like that. I will say it like that, is learning more of Him. I am learning that the way I praise him shouldn't be just an act of me wanting to receive something. I'm not saying I haven't been guilty of it. I'm saying that now it has been brought to my attention and I need to learn to not do it that way. Um, I believe you should just give God praise because he just deserves praise. And if you jump up and you run and you scream and you give him all the glory... And you go back to your seat and, and that's all you end up doing. And you don't get a check in the mail or, you know, because your sister who was praising God and you praise God with her, she ended up with a hundred dollars and you end up with nothing. That's supposed to be good enough because you're not praising for what that person is getting. You're not supposed to be praising to receive Uh, somebody else's blessing you're supposed to be praising to to give thanks to god Uh, some of the gimmicks that i feel excited uh when people are saying how you should praise to receive it's mostly in the offering department and the money department and i know i spoke on this on a previous podcast before so i won't go into that but it's basically i feel it's on that um you know praise your praise determines your level of love for Christ and how you give um for self validation you know people just like to see you jump up and down so they can say look what I did to the service like I did real good I made them shout I made them dance I made them run I made them join the church with my praise and how I emcee the service. I I made them come to Christ. I did that. No, Christ did that. And it could have happened with or without a praise. So um, self-validation or even to try to guilt people into thinking that they're not praising God enough or if they're not praising God in a certain way that they're not, they not going to get a blessing. And it's hard to see that now. Growing up, I used to be mad like, why are they not praising him? They should be praising him. And that was really none of my business on um, why they was and why they were not praising him. <laughs> That's just to be totally honest. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know why they're not praising God. And you don't, now that I'm learning it, You don't know, and I didn't know. You know, there are so many ways to praise Him that jumping up dancing is not necessary, wasn't the only way, not necessarily. It was not the only way to show God that you thank Him for what He is and who He is and what He has done for you through praise. And I think as I got older, I hate hearing people saying, uh, some of y'all ain't danced all day. Some of y'all ain't moved all day. I just felt like, okay, now you're being abusive and you're attacking people because you as yourself is not seeing what you feel you want to see visually for your own self-validation. Don't be validated by the fact that I'm not moving so that means there's something wrong with me and my praise of Christ. I think if I feel as a person is going to jump on her or get on somebody for not praising God, then I know that has something to do with me. That has nothing to do with God because I'm agitated, me, because I want to see this happen in the service and I want to see it happen through me, And that's a personal problem. And those type of people just need to get over it. So um, don't beat up people (laughs) because they sit in the audience and not moving. You know, if you really feel like they need to move off the words you're saying, your words should be spiritual enough for that to happen. Because people are moved by the spirit that they feel. They don't always just move just because you want them to. And you shouldn't force them to let God handle that. I mean, that's between them and their God, how they give praise. Because if you really look at Matthew six thirty one, and I'll use me as just as an example, if I jump up and start dancing and praising and the person next to me is not, and then you look at that person and be like, oh, that person don't want to give God praise if that person is being obedient the same thing I was told all my life I will pray if I get up and praise God I will get stuff if they being obedient is uh, following his righteousness whether they jump up or praise or not they still gonna get stuff too so I just feel like learning and I'm still learning and I'm still gonna study and I'm still gonna research uh, about praise but from what I did learn and what I am learning, I can't praise God to get something from him. I praise God because I thank him for what he's already done and who he is. I uh, can't sit down and look at my neighbor and think because they're not jumping up, running and screaming and yelling and, and, and being loud that they don't have God in them as a praise. If they lift their hands to the Lord, that is a praise. And that's It is what it is. Um, Most of the scriptures I read, it made it real clear in regards to praising God for what he's done and what he can do. But not so much on praising God, just to say, I praised you, so I gave this seed for an offering. Uh, I came down cheerful. I was a cheerful giver, and I praised you, and I danced before I gave this money, so I wanted a new car, so... Where's it at? (laughs) So it it doesn't work that that way. That's not what praise is set up for. I do also believe that we have to be careful in how we even approach praise. Because when we worship, we have to come before Christ one way. When we pray, we just put in a request. When we praise, we're just giving him glory. We're just thanking him in a whole new way. So overall, I feel like when we praise God, our mindset shouldn't be because we want to be delivered or we want to receive something from him. Biblically, there are ways you can go to Christ without doing it that way. My disclaimer again. We know God can do all things, and you got to go to Him the best way you know how. But you also have to continue to educate yourself to get the right response in the best way that it can be given to you. Because the Bible speaks clearly of how to get His attention and what to do to come before Him, to receive of Him, and not just material things, but of spiritual things too. A lot of times when we say we going to praise God, we're going to praise God. It's always something material. It's always something that has to do with how we survive in this world. But again, in Matthew, he told us that he know what we need. So all we got to do is just seek him out in his righteousness and he will fulfill our needs. So also, this debt-free thing, I think it's just when people say, oh, God going to make you debt-free. I know I said this in a previous podcast as well. We just can't be lazy in the things that we want. You know, we say faith without work is dead. And that's true. If God has been telling you that, hey, get up, meet with a financial counselor, go online, uh, call your creditors, figure out if he gives you a formula and ways to go ahead and fix the debt yourself, If you listening to someone saying God is going to make you debt free and you're sitting down not doing anything, just hoping he just wiped the slate clean, then you're not really going to be debt free. Because we limit God to just coming down and removing stuff like whoosh and now it's gone like it's magic and we just don't put any effort ourselves into fixing the issues that and the problems that we are ourselves created. If I went to school and I maxed out my, maxed out my uh, loans when I could just maxed out the amount needed for class, I created the loan itself for the classes, but I also created the extra money that was supposed to come with it. I, I didn't have to go over the limit, even though I had the option to. If I continue to take out loans because I'm being greedy and I just want something right now and don't want to wait and earn, um, build up my money to get it, I created that loan. So we create problems and then we want God to fix the problems, regardless of whether it's for our good or just for our, our needs, we create those problems. And so we can't expect God to always just come through. We can Let me fix that. We can expect God to do whatever he wants to do. We can have that hope and faith and belief and knowing that if we ask, we shall receive it. If we believe in faith, we can get it. But you don't have to be lazy sitting back in your chair waiting for it to just miraculously clear out of your account. But what you can do is go and do something about it. So if God is telling you, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you debt free. okay, it doesn't necessarily mean he's just going to come through and swoosh out your account. It means that he's going to probably give you enough. He probably give you a raise. He'll probably let you work overtime in order to make enough money to start paying towards your credit and paying towards your debt so you can't get the house, so you can't get the car. He'll start making arrangements for you so you can do the things that you need to do to live the way you want to live on earth, which is the desire for you to live. So be careful, saints. And I know when I say gimmicks, everything is not a gimmick, but if it is, it is. And in this case, when praises go up, Blessings come down. No, it don't work that way. So, th- for the first three um, praises we discussed in October, which was the second podcast in October, we went over Toda, which meant to give thanks. We went over Yada, which is to lift or wave your hands, and Barak, which means to kneel or to bow to him. Now, the last four types of praises are Shabbat, Zamar, Halal, and Tehillah. And we're going to go over those praises right now. And I'm still going to give credit to C.N. McBride. I think she did an excellent job of putting this together. And again, I don't know her... I just looked up praises, what types of praises, because I wanted to do a little more research on that. And I think she did an excellent job putting this together. So I'm going to continue using her format and what she um, put down for the seven types of praise. So the fourth type that was listed was Shabak. And Shabak is a simple, Shabak, and this is her uh, words, is Strong's. The Strong's Concordance number seven six two three, Shabbat is a simple Hebrew word which literally means to shout. In the context of worship, it's given a shout of praise for the Lord. And for number five, Zamar, Strong's Concordance number concordance number two one six seven, Zamar is a cool word which means basically the playing of an instrument or making music to glorify the Lord, accompanied with singing. Personally, this is one of my favorite ways to praise. And that's what she said. So we're on Halal. And that's Strong's number, 1984. And I'm giving the Strong's number that she put in here, because I'm sure you can go back and reference the numbers from where she got her information from. And Halal is one of the most active words I came across as a form of praise. Um, I mean, meaning C.M. C. McBride saying this. Halal means to make a show, rave, or boast. When used in the Bible reference to the praise of the Lord, it is said that the sun, moon, stars, heavens, waters, And all creations boast of the Lord, the Lord most high, proclaiming his name and his glory to all the earth. Likewise, we too, as humans, are called to boast of the Lord and his mighty works. Isaiah the prophet referenced this form of praise as being called for during times of festivals to the Lord. In my own humble opinion, I don't think it's too far stretched to say that this method of praise might also incorporate dancing, making a show before the Lord too, because of the tremendous excitement of love to God that it conveys. It is the root of the expression, hallelujah. And I agree. I think when we're making a show to God, um, along with raising our hands and lifting our hands, and, uh, I think giving a dance is also one of the things that we show to make a boast, uh, to the Lord. And the last one is Tehillah, Strong's number 8416. In a short summary, the Lord, I'm sorry, the word Tehillah is somewhat of a combination of all the previous words and meanings of praise. Depending on its usage grammatically in the Bible, it refers to all kinds of praise and worship activity. Strong's defines it as meaning glory praise, song of praise, or praiseworthy deeds. Secondarily, it also can be a technical musical term, as in David's Song of Tehillah, Psalms 145. Strong's even notes that the actual Hebrew name for the book of Psalms, for example, is the word Tehillim, the plural form of Tehila, meaning praises, and probably more accurately reflects the contents of that book then the word Psalms does, which it has its origin from the Greek word psalmos and means more exclusively just songs. So there you have it. And this is her too. So there you have it. Seven Hebrew words describing different kinds of praise that we can offer to God. And since he is worthy of all our praise, my challenge to both myself as well as any believers reading this today is to make sure that we are not directing or offering any of this praise towards idols in our lives. I want to say again that if you Google the seven types of praises, Uh, C.M. McBride if this comes up you will enjoy reading it I was able to study and run reference on what she was uh, sharing and I think she did a beautiful job putting this together and I did want to reference that she is the one that has the wording and I just kind of just did my own little research off of that so if she ever hears this podcast thank you you did a beautiful job and this is the completion of our seven types of praise. I hope what I said encouraged you and enlightened you and made you want to go study too. To be like, I don't know what she's talking about. She ain't making no sense. And I just want to put out there that if there is something I'm saying that is offensive or you just can't get with, um, let me know don't stop listening to my podcast. Just reach out to me and be like, my sister, let me tell you something. I I don't understand that. I I am willing to learn. I'm willing to understand. And um, most importantly, I'm willing to tear down and try to do things better than I have in the past in my learning. But it has to be through the word of God and it has to be, an understanding through Christ and what he is leading and uh, for me to do. I, I think as Christians, we're so ready for people to say, here's the word. I've learned it. This is the way it's supposed to be. So you should do it too. It takes time for people to uh, uh, unlearn things, to learn new things, to follow Christ in one way. Again, visit Real Talk Ministry for more updates uh, about our December 2021 events. And have a great day and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.